She steals the secret. What the hell is that? Sorry, I got an email. Alright, so should I drink the Oberon or the Alaskan Winter Ale? Alaskan Winter, definitely. Okay. Oh, this is kind of... uh, I might have to open up the other one right away. This is kind of... One star beer, huh? No, I wouldn't say it's one star. I might have just had it in the fridge for too long. It is winter. What is this company? Alaskan from Juneau, Alaska. It'd be weird if they were like, Alaskan, made in Florida. Nova Scotia. Hey, wait a minute. You're Canadian. This is technically an import. Just like that movie was that we watched today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, delay that. And what, what beer are you drinking? I, I am drinking a Not Your Father's Root Beer, uh, which, oh, yeah. a, as you recall from our Root Beer Taste Test, was not yes. the winner. And yet you bought it anyway. Yeah, uh, but was the winner? The winner was the weird one, right? The, I forget what the winner was. Yeah, yeah, see, exactly. Not Your Father's is always available. The winner we can't find. So, oh, okay. who really won here? Um, not Your Father's. Yeah, exactly. They won your money. And they won your business. Mm-hmm. Despite losing the test. And that's just the world we live in now. Marketing. I, I think it's really about convenience more than anything of why the Not Your Father's wins out. It's just like, it's so prevalent that it's kind of hard to... Is that like a social commentary or... No. No? Okay. Anyway, speaking of easily available, I opened my Oberon instead. Now that that other one I just couldn't do. Actually, even this Oberon is kind of... Uh, maybe it's you. Yeah, maybe it's me. All that buttered popcorn and all that Coca-Cola... Plus, so we, uh, having to swallow that plot, if you want to call it that. Zing. Oh. Ah. No, I just chewed that out. Which is what we're about to do to this movie. Ah, jeez. So, we decided to meet halfway between Indianapolis and Kalamazoo to watch this feature-length sequences of images with sound attached to it. That's what happened. Made it up to... I can hear you beeping. You can hear me beeping? Yeah, you're, you're making a beepy noise. I am? Yeah. You're uh, messaging somebody or something. Nope. Or am I just getting messages from somebody? Hold on a minute. Oh, yeah. You sent me a Suicide Squad something yes. or another a minute ago. Yeah, I did. So I wanted to send this to you. This is from a year ago when they like released the first footage from Comic-Con. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to go through and watch it. So let's, let's just watch it real quick. The worst. Okay. I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet who I think can do some good. They're bad guys. Exactly. We're some kind of suicide squad. Let's go save the world. God, this has 68 million views and our videos only get like 10 each. Alright, so I wanted to go back and watch that trailer. Have you seen any of the more recent trailers that have come out for Suicide Squad? No, I. ever since we started talking about this, I tried to avoid it as much as possible. Jeez, man. Now i got to find a recent Suicide Squad trailer. The thing that stuck out to me right away was the severe change in soundtrack. Yeah, that was going to be what I was going to talk about, is the <laughs> difference in tone between what apparently they were picturing a year ago versus what they were picturing up in the marketing for the past six <laughs> months to the multiple tones that existed in the movie that we watched. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think there was really a tone to this movie. At least not a consistent one. No tone that lasted for more than a minute or two. Yeah, I, Will Smith was in a completely different movie, that's for sure. 
he, he was in a very serious family drama. He saved Independence Day. He didn't save this one. Although he was still very charismatic and his one-liners, I think he had like two of them. They were pretty good. Yeah, I, I have a feeling he was miscast. Really? Yeah. I see he was trying to make his character like charismatic and likable. I don't know if it was the writing or if this... I, I, I know nothing about these characters except like Harley Quinn. That's just like the basic amount. So everybody here is new to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, he seemed... That seemed like way too serious of a character for him to play. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I, I think he was way too serious of a character for the rest of the movie that was going on around him. Yes. It, maybe a combination. It's it's really hard to pin down this movie. It, it really is. There's so much wrong with it. It's really hard to say, well, there's your problem. And <laughs> I think that is, that there is the problem. So last time we talked, we, we were talking about uh, Independence Day Resurgence. In my mind, I think they kind of took themselves a little too seriously. In Independence as, Day? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, they what, did. What, what, what they were trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Here, it's almost as if they didn't take it... It's not that they didn't take it seriously enough. It's that they didn't believe in it at all. <laughs> well, I kind of get the gist of mm-hmm. is... that, like, Especially after watching that trailer, is they were going to go for like a serious movie. Yeah. And then you said that after... That one movie was a Batman versus Superman came out. They reshot something. Uh, didn't Deadpool also come out around that time too? Oh, it did. Oh, Nathan. Or, sorry, not Nathan. Nick's here with the pizza. I'm gonna finish my thought, and then I'm gonna go get pizza, and then I'll be back. Good. What was my thought? Uh, you were talking about how uh, Deadpool change of tone. Oh, de- yeah. Didn't Deadpool also come out around the same time as Batman versus Superman? I, I believe so. I don't know the exact dates. Uh, I think Deadpool came out around Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I feel like Batman vs. Superman was like March or something. I get the feeling that after Deadpool became like, oh, this kind of a big hit, mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, we should we should go more lighthearted with this. But we can't just completely reshoot the movie. So let's reshoot a couple things and make it kind of wackier. Yeah. that It was really interesting because it was still a PG-13 movie, but... That was PG-13? Uh, I believe so. I would have guessed that was R. More for the language than anything. There, there doesn't seem to be too much blood. I don't remember any blood in this one. Hold on, hold on. PG-13. Hmm. So anyways, go, go grab your pizza. I'm going to go get pizza. You, you entertain the crowd while I'm uh, getting the pizza, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, hello, crowd. How are you today? I'm great. Just you know. Sitting here, talking to you. You kind of hear Lance in the background there getting the pizza with Nick, of course. Uh, you guys uh, found the Olympics at all? Kind of feels like a good show. And, and unfortunately, that does not appear to be some sort of metaphor. Because it is literally like swimmers in sewage-infested waters. Just what? There's a mushroom on your side? Sorry. So, so yeah, it's it's just nuts. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those hard things where like a lot of these Olympians, you know, they train their whole lives for this like one moment, um, you know, and maybe it's their only window, especially for like gymnastics and stuff like that, where uh, your career has such a small window to make a big impression. Right. So that that's my take on. Uh, oh God! The oh God. Good luck. All right. All right. All right. I'm back. What'd you guys talk about when I was gone? 
I mostly talked about the Olympics. Uh, oh, yeah, I haven't paid a lick of attention to the Olympics this year. Yeah, I, I'm not really paying attention either, other than, like, I know Olympic Village is some kind of hellhole, and apparently the water that the swimmers will be doing stuff in is sewage infested, so they're working on it, which is concerning. Yeah, Rio seems to have done a lot to help out their uh, athletes this year. Let's... Let's let's not give uh, the Olympics to, you know, Brazil anymore, or a third world country. Is Brazil a third world country? Like I feel like they're at worst second world. What is second world? Is there a second world country? Yes, that used to be the communist nation. Ah. First world would be Western capitalist democracies. Second world communists. Third world people unaligned with either the first or second world. Hey, Brazil is a third world because like. I don't know. When I think of Brazil, I think fairly up to snuff. I mean, I mean, I know, I know they have like the corrupt government and they got a bunch of other problems, but mm-hmm. I mean, who does it these days? Am I right? <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> All right. So, so we were talking about uh, Suicide Squad and how uh, basically it had no consistency in tone whatsoever. Where That's correct. There, there was literally a scene where Katana, a character there for basically no reason. Oh, is that was, her name? Yes, her name was her sword. It's, just go with it, I guess. All right. Did, did uh, they ever say that in the movie? Because I don't remember that. Uh, I think um, the worst leader in the world, who I've already forgot his name. Flag? Uh, yeah, Flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Katana and Flag, you know, the yeah. dynamic duo there. Um, <laughs> Riveting characters. Oh, God. Uh, we're going to get to him, but... Yeah, yeah so, I only remember his name because it was Flag. That's that's. A good I was thinking Flaggy Flag and Hello Internet, and I, I think Flaggy Flag would have uh, brought a little interest. Uh, interesting. Oh, character Flaggy to Flag this. would have has so much character compared to this. Oh yeah, so so yeah, there is literally a scene in this movie where Katana is crying while talking to her sword, <laughs> which contains the soul of her dead husband. Just yes. go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another character kind of gives the rest of the characters and us, the audience, kind of the context behind what we're watching. Yes. And then Harley Quinn makes a, a joke. Everybody laughs. And then it cuts <laughs> back to Katana crying. And Yes. And then, and then there's the well, scene in the bar with Diablo, and he's telling this story of how he killed his children yeah. or killed his wife and then... Harley has like this weird moment of like, you know, own it. You killed your kids. You know, like this really, it's a very strange moment in the middle of this movie. Like it's super serious and dark. And she was supposed to be like, yeah, on up to your mistakes. I think is what she was supposed to do. Yeah. But, but it didn't come across as that. No. And Especially then, since he just started blabbing about this out of nowhere. Yeah. And then Flaggy Flag comes in and immediately they just start cracking wise again. It's like, do you guys not know how emotions work? Pacing or tone or anything like that? Or Also, the world is like actively being attacked and you guys are sitting in a bar drinking? Well, like, they did say they were bad guys. That That's true, I guess, mm-hmm. but... Well, no, they were pissed at Flag because... Why, why were they pissed at him? Uh, because he... They were told that they were just coming to this city to fight some insurgents... And oh yeah, terrorists. And yeah, because because they were going to extract a person. Which spoiler twist? Wait, 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 wait. We should we should put on fair warning. 
for anybody who is, for whatever reason, interested in this movie, spoiler warning. Yes. You may continue. Okay. So, spoiler twist, it's Amanda Palmer they're extracting because she wants to see how good her team is, right? Except... Oh, was that the reason? I thought she was just legitimately stuck in that building. Because the first thing Flag says when he gets in the room is like, I told you to get on the van or whatever. Like, I felt like she could have left. At, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Know. Yeah. Because I don't know. E- either way of this test to get to Amanda Palmer, which is in one tower, doesn't change the fact that the world is actively being attacked in another tower in the same city. And not just the tower. You could, you could see the wavy dance that she was doing with the lightning yeah. magic thing. Yeah, it was it was completely nonsensical because then they were just gonna like leave, like, okay, well we got this, let's leave leave the town now, I guess. No, we're gonna escape. Oh no, the helicopter was hijacked by the Joker. What a twist. To save his girlfriend. Who and then ev- was handed a cell phone. God. <laughs> and nobody else notices that she has a cell phone. Like <laughs> She had it out when she was getting her little thing in her neck. And she flat out said, You guys are gonna be in so much trouble. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh man, this this movie, man, this is this. Was so bad. I have some notes that I ended up taking anyway. You didn't have a notebook. You said you did not have a notebook. I know I didn't have a notebook. I have a phone. I am outraged. Anyways, go on with your stupid notes. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> is that literally your first note? Yes, I don't know where to begin. All right. Well, so I I have symbolism down. Oh, because. I'm not sure if you noticed, but there was symbolism in this movie. Please, do tell. This movie, this movie had symbolism in it. For example, if you noticed, there was that part when apparently everybody was getting their desires fulfilled or something, and they didn't realize that. Hold on, can you, can you just wait one second? Yes. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Another root beer? Yep. All right, continue nice. with your story. The uh, their, their desires, mm-hmm. and somehow they didn't realize that was the bad guy shooting it in their brains or something. I, I think that's what happened. It, it, but Harley well, Diablo figured it out real quick. Yeah, because, because he's not a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, apparently he has powers that the magic lady, which lady, was like, "How'd you know?" And he was like, "It was obvious." Yeah. <laughs> Because I remember killing my wife yeah. and children. Like, that's a yeah. thing I remember doing. I, You know, call me crazy. I remember that. Yeah, Harley Quinn, so. Right. The, the very first part that did was she was pressing a tape player. And here's the part. It said normal speed. Yep. So she clicked on the normal. See, that was symbolism. I'm not sure if you caught on to that. Mm. How she just wants to be normal. So. It was really subtle. Y- I could understand if it went right past you. <laughs> So many things in this movie went right past me, let me tell you. Um, so I've got, and not for lack of trying. I've got a couple issues with the Harley Quinn that they have going on here. So there, there's, this nor- there's this normal scene, right, where it's her mm-hmm. and two kids and Jared Leto in a business suit. Very normal life, mm-hmm. quote unquote, okay? And then earlier in the movie, after she gets separated from the group and presumably the Joker dies... And she's like mourning on top of this ca- taxi, and then yes. she for a second, yeah, for a second. And then 
they're they're coming up, so she quick strikes a pose and starts going into, you know, cutesy character again. My concern with this is the entire character of Harley Quinn a facade that she's just pretending to be. And the only reason that this is concerning is because she is in a romantic relationship with a psychopath. Yes. And being in that relationship with that psychopath requires her to be in this character at all times. So the the impression that the movie gives is that Harley Quinn is a certain person, like in her yes. day-to-day life. But then when she's hanging out with the Joker, she has to act a different way in order to be in this romantic relationship which she wants to be in, which is incredibly abusive, but that's part of the Oh yeah. That's part of the Harley Quinn character. They could have yeah, yeah. probably done something differently, you know, for modern you know, climate, but they didn't, whatever, that's in the past. But, yeah. but now they're implying that not only is she in a, an emotionally and physically abusive relationship with the Joker, but she is literally changing her personality to stay in said relationship. I guess like, it does kind of happen in real life too, though. It, 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 I mean, not, not to that blatant extent. Right, but, because, but because now all the times that she says like wacky, cutesy, crazy things, mm-hmm. you know... It's just a game. Like, it's just her her completely capable mind is hearing the situation and saying, what would a crazy person say in this situation? And then saying that. Oh, but see, she was an, also a doctor of psychology mm-hmm. or psych- psychiatrist. One right. Or the other. But what, whatever. It doesn't matter. So she knows how crazy people act. So she decided to find the most stereotypical crazy act that she could find. Yeah. Like, I feel like that completely breaks the character in my mind it's one thing just to be you know she legitimately just went crazy from hanging out with the joker to Mm -hmm. she fell so in love with the joker she decided to start acting crazy and see the thing is other scenes seem to imply that she actively went crazy because of the joker and is actually crazy now right like but that one scene contradicts that exactly it it just it's so confusing. Not only that, but then there's... Okay, so he tortures her with electrodes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He encourages her to jump in a vat of acid, I think is yes. what was being applied there. I, th- I don't know what that was. I, I, I'm pretty sure that that was supposed to be like some sort of acid thing. The, the usage of flashbacks, okay. flashbacks in this movie was, one, inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Two unnecessary confusing yeah very confusing unnecessary they didn't add anything to any of the characters no and then we get like these weird things like she's just looking down a stairwell and has a flashback like yeah a flashback to when she was about to jump into the vet of ass see it's it's all symbolism yeah i I understand how it got over your head (laughs) (laughs) the the point is it kills the scene that it's in because they're like walking up these stairs like yeah. We're, we're in that the, was immediately after El Diablo torched the place, right? Yeah. It's yeah. completely, like, why are we getting more back? So we're all like, yeah! Okay, well. Kill things with fire! And oh, flashback to when she loved her lover. Yep. But that's it. That's all we really mm-hmm. get. <laughs> yeah, they just jumped into a vat of acid, and or clown makeup ends up in the acid or something. Yeah. So it's maybe it's not even acid. It just might be butter. I don't know. <laughs> it's not very clear, is it? Oh, no, it's not. It's oh god. Just this, you know, this I think movie guys. I don't. I don't know. There was just too much of the Joker in this. I think there. There really was, and 
if they had a flashback to the Joker or something, mm-hmm. and maybe mentioned that, oh yeah, he's going to try to help me escape. Yeah. But that was otherwise just kind of set to the side. And then, and then maybe you see him at the very end. Right, and then it could set up some sort of sequel or continue building of the DC, right. whatever, DCU, is that what they're calling it? DCCU? I don't know what they're calling it. Call it Give Up. Oh, God. I mean, this, this is the only movie I've seen in their little universe, so mm-hmm. I can't really judge all of them. But I think it's pretty safe to say, based on the reputation of the other two films and this one, mm-hmm. they're they don't get it. They don't. Well, yeah. Whatever they're putting down is not working. <laughs> I almost think what would have worked better is if they went kind of the Avengers route and had each one of those suiciders, suicides. Yeah. Is that what are the, even the names of the people in this? All right. Squad. All right. So so let's go through all the characters, right? You remember them? I, other than Flaggy Flag. So, so there's Amanda Palmer. She's putting this whole thing together. And I thought she was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. She was... Yeah, yeah, she was fine. I, I mean, I mean, she's... At, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, oh, it's the good guy, but really it's the real villain type situation. So that that was kind of cool how we kind of kept seeing how... Really? I didn't get that at all. Well, well, you know, like, she just killed those three agents just because they were in the, basically the wrong room, essentially. You know, I mean, she's... I didn't get that she was the real villain, oh. though. Like, she she herself is actually kind of an anti-hero like the rest of these guys. True, okay. So it makes okay. sense that she's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. I, I got what you're saying, yeah. She, yeah she, so she, she's more of an anti-hero. You are correct, sorry. I think that was probably the best characterization they had in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. She, she, she's definitely the most consistent throughout, that's for sure. Um, okay, so we have her, we have Deadshot, Will Smith, who loves his daughter and is super serious all the time. Except when he's not, but yeah, he is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, every once in a while, Will Smith cracks through Deadshot. It's, it's really weird. Like, yes. There's the Deadshot movie, and then every once in a while, Will Smith shows up to crack a joke, and then it's back to Deadshot. <laughs> was he supposed to be a metahuman, or was he just a really good shot? I think the only metahumans were Killer Croc and Diablo. The Australian guy wasn't? All he did was throw boomerangs. Like, what was his power? Well, that's meta. Throwing a boomerang? No, that's Australian. Yes, that's pretty meta. Have you ever been to Australia? Oh, good point. You have to be a superhero to live there. <laughs> the, I just gave him the benefit of the doubt. This just in, all Australians are X-Men. Yes. Okay. So anyways, uh, yeah, so there's Deadshot, uh, Harley Quinn, who we already talked about, and we could also bring up, why is she even on this team? Like, what is... I feel like all the other ones bring, bring like, specific powers or skills, and she's just there? Uh, so many problems with Harley Quinn. And it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with the actual acting or character. It's just the usage in this movie makes no sense. Uh, was Suicide Squad a pre-established comic book thing? Because I don't, I don't know anything about I'll, this. I'll send you a video that kind of goes through the history. Um, but okay. ba- basically, the Suicide Squad in this movie, no, has never existed. But Suicide Squad as a concept has, and it has, you know, like a rotating cast of characters. It's a whole thing. All right. Anyways, okay. Uh, we have Diablo, who starts the movie as a pacifist, uh, only mm-hmm. to unleash the fury, and then at the end he like transforms into like some sort of really weird thing. Aztec god or yeah, something? Yeah, that, that's where things got really weird. <laughs> it's like, I might lose control and become an I, Aztec god. Oh, that's a new power. I think that was the part of the movie where we all just kind of gave up on it and just started <laughs> busting our asses off uh, laughing. You guys made it a lot further than me. So there's Boomerang, uh, who... Oh, uh, was that his name? I think that's his name. I had I had no idea what his <laughs> name right, was. Hold on, I'm gonna IMDb it because I want to know if we were really calling him. Because then we have Flaggy Flag, Katana, and Boomerang. Yeah. 
people literally just describing what they do. I mean, that, I guess that's fine. A lot of superheroes have that. Spider-Man. Yeah. He's a human spider, but it, it works in the comics. Yes, his name is Boomerang. Amazing. Okay. Didn't he only use a boomerang like once or twice? He otherwise did kind of nothing. He, he did like hand-to-hand combat stuff, like using the boomerangs, kind of. Really? I didn't, okay. It, it was... They didn't. They didn't show off his boomeranginess. No. The, the only time, well. like he threw the boomerang. Actually, he. What was he like doing in this movie at all? Cracking jokes. Oh, is that what he was doing? And having an inconsistent accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Sometimes he was really Australian, and other times, eh, not so much. Mm-hmm. He was very American. At, or at, Canadian. At the very end, he got to throw the boomerang to like do the surveillance thing, where it amazingly turned into yes. like a drone, and he was able to like direct it because it was like down further and then they went down it was like right. hold on and i would think a camera on a boomerang would constantly be spinning around you'd have to take like freeze frames of wait okay picture what okay another one all right we can kind of piece together something with this right guys yeah. so we have flaggy flag who is mm-hmm. quite possible so we're told he's this great military leader right like that was the Navy SEAL what, or something? Was he a Navy I, SEAL? I don't know. But they were like, he's the best, you know, right. tactical leader we have, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, I don't think he could lead a game of Duck, Duck, Goose. This guy is awful at literally everything. And he immediately fell in love with the main villain, so. No, but the um, head lady, what was her name? Amanda? Amanda Palmer, yeah. Mom, Amanda yeah. Palmer. She knew that, and she used that to her advantage. Uh, yeah. Because she had the witch's heart. And the witch had his heart. Except the the witch was also an archaeologist, and they, like, switched bodies, yeah, personalities or something. Okay. Yeah. She got yeah. possessed. Uh, so we had... And should have died at the end. Unfortunately, I saw it coming, because I knew this movie was that bad yeah. by that point. <laughs> I was but... like, oh, well, she's definitely not dead. Uh, there was Katana, yeah. who was a good guy, who was just brought in to keep these cons in check, I guess. I guess. Yeah, because the boomishness in their... Neck yeah. wasn't gonna do it. Uh, that that she literally had no point. Uh, mm-hmm. She cut off that guy's hand only for it to grow back. And her her katana absorbs the souls it kills. of the yeah. people she kills. And was she not briefed on like what was going on? Because she gets on the plane and she's like immediately ready to cut everyone in half, <laughs> and then flaggy flags like it's not that kind of mission. It's like, did you not tell her what the mission was going in? Is she just showing up? <laughs> well. This amazing tactical officer guy didn't really tell anybody what the mission was. That's very true. (laughs) It's possible he didn't either, actually. No, well, they took his secret, top top secret secret thing out of his bag. Then Will Smith was angry because... First of all, you guys don't have like that... You guys don't have a digital copy of that? Like, why does he have a binder that he's carrying around? Also, why is he carrying around letters to Will Smith? Why are you on the mission itself bringing a whole briefcase full of mission papers on top of that i would think that's not what you would do in the military because if you're caught oh oh all your mission stuff's gone i mean i'm not a military person but i would just you don't know lance you don't know and and then for about five minutes of screen time we had slipknot who can climb anything in the world but his head still blows up so it doesn't matter yeah well since they didn't introduce him he just you know he knew he was gonna die He, he was there so that we know that the bombs in the neck are real which, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of assumed they were anyways, because why else would they talk about them? Well, it goes back to that whole symbolism going over a lot mm. of people's heads. They just wanted to make sure that you knew, because they knew a lot of this stuff was going to be really heavy. Yeah. Oh. People who weren't paying attention were just, it was just going yeah. right there. This was a super deep, deep film. Except when it wasn't. 
that's that's the team. Uh, I think so. Uh, there was a bunch of other the seals team, uh, just military yeah. guys that were mostly there for cannon fodder. So Killer Croc gets a moment because they have to go retrieve a explosive device that's in a flooded subway system. So they're going to send all these this diving crew down to get it. It's like you guys realize that's the only reason Killer Croc is in this movie, right? For this one scene, like this is literally all he gets to do. Just go swim in the water that you yeah, have flooded here. Conveniently flooded. Oh, but he gets to say, "You're coming into my world." <laughs> yeah. Did he have a really crappy voice to you? Yes, I I could understand about fifty yeah. percent of what he was saying. I mean, he doesn't speak much, at least, so that's that's a plus. But I wonder if he had like all the really deep philosophical lines, and then they just had to cut them because no one could hear him. So they just replaced it with "I want BET." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just dumped him down. Excellent. Well, this is clearly a black guy. We don't expect him to be that philosophical anyway. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Just like uh, Harley Quinn, who was like, um, you know, she was a strong, independent woman. As long as there was a man behind her. Yeah, I just, oh, God. So many issues with the Harley Quinn thing. <laughs> there's, there's the scene, and it's in the trailer, of her, like, getting suited up, I guess, in, in the most impractical outfit ever. And... Mm-hmm. Not only does the soundtrack does like a record scratch, like, and then it zooms out and like everybody in the area has frozen. Like literally, what, 50 people are just staring at her getting dressed? Because that's what men do. They watch women get dressed. Yeah. They, they, well, they can't function. They definitely can't walk. Mm. Am I right, guys? Mm. Like, <laughs> you see a sexy lady and brain is off. And then I, I think she's told three times that she's really pretty on the outside, but crazy on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's like, we get it, guys. Symbolism. You understand, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're symbolizing for there. I don't know what you're trying to tell me. Well, that she's ugly on on the inside, but on the outside. You know, you can be a very beautiful lady, or a very pretty person, but deep inside, if you're still a, you're still a bad apple. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have a rotten apple. <laughs> That she, like, picked up and tried to eat once. And I was like, ah, this apple. It's like me. It's beautiful on the outside, but ugly on the inside. Hey, everybody. Look. And then she throws it right at the audience to hit him upside the head with it. There's the guard at the prison they're in who is just, like, an mm-hmm. asshole, I guess. Yeah. But then he yeah. delivers the cell phone. So <laughs> yeah, he, he got way more screen time than he needed. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Was it? Alpha One, I think, was his designation. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're and right. And he didn't even die at the end. Come on. Despite the fact that Will Smith said that he was going to. Yeah. Because he was going to personally take him out. Yeah. None of the people that Will Smith threatened died. I, I don't think Will Smith is very... I, I think he only kills for money. I don't think he ever kills for personal satisfaction. Sure he does. He, or at least he was threatening people. Yeah. And he said he was going to. Yeah. That doesn't get very far. No, I mean, if if his actual character in the comics is that he's like that, then that probably just ended up going past me. The character that they set up on screen was, he will threaten you, and he is such a good shot that you will die. Yeah. Except that nobody that he wanted dead was dead. Let's see. What else can we complain about? Oh, what else can we? <laughs> the uh, the fight scenes were the the fight scenes were amazingly just sleep inducing like i don't mm-hmm. it for one thing most of the enemies were just humanoid blobs like, i guess yeah they're like they reminded me of the putties from power rangers okay yeah except with yeah. better graphics 
Yeah. I expect them to go... Yeah. And like, everybody. So there's just like an unknown number of them charging our team, mm-hmm. and then they're just being shot down. But it's like, why Why do I care? Like, I don't feel like anyone's in danger. Like, I don't... They're Zerglings. Yeah. What, what, what is happening? Mm-hmm. The only people who are in danger are the... They're really quite Marines. pathetic. <laughs> they, you can just cut right through them like butter. Mm-hmm. Apparently they won't die to a headshot, but pretty much any other bodily damage, and they're down. I mean, a baseball bat to the head will kill them. Yeah. But not a headshot. Once again. Or a boomerang to the head. Why was Harley Quinn here? What what was she doing? Well, because she's sexy, and she's troubled, and she's just really a good, interesting character to have all around. If done right. Yeah. Not not here. All right. Trying to to think what else. Do do you have any more notes? The dancing evil lady. (laughs) Okay, right. So, so we did not talk about the main villain, uh, Enchantress. I get. And her brother named mm-hmm. Brother. Yes. <laughs> not like Warlord, Enchanter, anything. No. Nope, just Brother. That's all we ever get to by. Because um, an archaeologist went down to, I don't know, South America, I guess. Sure. Found a temple and found a doll, and she was like, I don't want to waste inside when I break it open. And I thought archaeologists didn't break things. Yeah, what, what kind of archaeologist immediately snaps the neck of a doll? Like what? Yeah, like you would you take a little brush out and go. Tss, 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 tss. Let me put this in a plastic bag, seal yeah. it, catalog it, God. maybe clean it up. You're a shitty archaeologist. You're almost as bad as Indiana Jones, but almost. definitely not nearly as interesting. That's true. Mm-hmm. For for such a bad archaeologist he is, he is at least interesting. So Amanda Waller is like, all right, I'm going to take this enchantress character. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take her heart, because apparently that's a thing that can be possessed. Sure, mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm going to control her by stabbing her heart. Because that pains her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see possibly how this is going to backfire on me. And this enchantress can, like, warp anywhere in the world at yeah. any second. Yeah. She, in she, and she, out. She warps to Tehran. Yeah. Steals their secret weapon things, warps right back, gives it to the general, and says, see, don't you want these guys on your team? And the general's like, well, I guess so, since we've been looking for these. Yeah. Like, she, she has powers we can't possibly comprehend, and everyone's just like, yeah, this seems like a good idea to hold her literally hostage. So I guess since, you know, instead of holding her heart, I guess she'll just go warp to where her brother is stuck in a doll, free him, put him inside some other guy. And the brother can give her immortality for a brief second until they get a heart, I guess. I don't know. All of a sudden, the heart just stopped working as a leverage item. People used to worship them back in the day because they were gods. But now people worship machines. So her thought is, we're going to build a machine. What was her machine? I, I never yeah, There was no either. machine. There it was, was just... a exotic dance back and forth. Yeah, it was just her pumping lightning, right? That's yes. all. That was the machine. So <laughs> at the climax of the movie, you walk up. You see the Suicide Squad walk up to her as she's on this pillar of lightning, I guess. And, and she has no army anymore? The entire army was dispatched? Yeah. What? Like, they just walked in the building. Like, they didn't even mm-hmm. try. Like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the whole, you just see her like doing this weird little woo dance on the thing, and then she turn around and with this attempting to be threatening voice, go, "I see you in the shadows." Yeah, this very scrawny looking exotic dancer lady, because this was at the part of the movie where I just stopped trying to understand, and I, I just started laughing. 
What, what part was it? The, they started doing a slow motion. I'm going to throw a oh. bomb into the thing. Yeah, so Killer Croc threw a bomb that they just had lying around, I guess. It wasn't explained where that came from. Um, yeah, I don't know. He had it. Into her machine, quote unquote. And then Deadshot was going to shoot said bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had to do the entire scene in slow motion because, you know. For sure. dramatic effect. Yeah. At this point, El Diablo is already dead because, I don't know, he burned out or something and then the brother punched him down. And, okay. So, brother can't be hurt by, like, he, he like they're shooting at him. He's just flicking it off. Like, all this mm-hmm. crazy stuff has happened to brother. He does not care. But apparently that explosive took him out? Like Yes. <laughs> okay. Like I like, guess... Diablo's fire was starting to have some effect, so... That, that's true. I... And I don't understand. They said, we've tried everything and take this out, and nobody tried to nuke. <laughs> I mean, this is clearly in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. The city should have done been evacuated by this point. Yeah. Well, except for her, but you know what? Yeah. Go out like a hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, this that was like the plot point of the original Independence Day. Like, hey, there's these aliens here. Maybe we should try nukes. And sure... Jeff Goldblum was like, he can't nuke anything, despite everybody being like, it, it, alien invasion, yeah, let's nuke them. That's, that's the logical move at this point. Mm-hmm. We've tried everything else. They're going to destroy Earth anyway. And this lady's going to destroy Earth anyway. And we probably should get rid of our nukes anyway. Might as well take them out on her. But nobody thinks of that. Yeah. They think, let's bring in these psychopaths to take her out instead. Uh, what else is on my notes? The soundtrack. I found the soundtrack kind of bizarre for this movie. It it seemed very much of let's take songs that are already popular and and just put them in haphazardly. If you think of something like like Guardians of the Galaxy where the soundtrack played like a big part but it's still kind of the same like greatest hits type thing. They they designed it. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I haven't. Okay. I hear that is a good movie though. It it is. It it, it I've been meaning to watch it. It's good. It's, it's decent. So Chris Pratt, as a child, before he's kidnapped from Earth, is given a mixtape by his dying mother. You know, as you do. And, and basically, this mixtape works as the soundtrack for the movie. So, so it's basically all of the good songs of, like, the late 80s, I think, is generally the time frame that they went for. Maybe it's early 80s. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the, the songs work in such a way that they complement the scene but they also have some meaningful context within the character and the story. Whereas here, it was just like, what was a, you know, a popular song that we can throw in here? Not really a reason, just something For to listen to. For 10 seconds. Yeah. I think it was worse at the beginning of the movie, when they were introducing the characters. Oh, how every they character each had, had their a own song. Yeah. Abruptly, too. Mm-hmm. You'd have Will Smith on screen for... 30 seconds or so. Yeah. And then, and then Harley Quinn, brand new song. Yeah. But it's, it was a popular song. Yeah. People know that song. And then it switched to Amanda Palmer mm-hmm. and it was a new song. Right. But, all right, so the beginning of the movie, we get like the two scenes of Deadshot and Harley Quinn in prison being just jerked around by that stupid guard. Right? Right. That didn't introduce anything. I, I feel like the movie would have been much better served if we just opened on Amanda Palmer talking about, you know, the project. And then we get, like, the little introduction videos of each character. And then we go to the prison. 
those those two those two opening scenes didn't add anything. They just delayed us getting to the actual story. So I think what the problem for that part was was if you notice at the end it says uh, characters in order of appearance. Mm. Will Smith probably had to be the first on that list. Gotcha. Therefore, he probably had to be the first person we showed. Right. Okay. Okay. I don't know why they didn't just put his name first anyway instead of saying you know, oh, in order right. of appearance. Yeah. Because if these were strong enough characters, we'd know which ones they were. Very true. But, you know. Very true. And I don't know if you noticed this, but in the end credits, Jared Leto was billed second. I know he's probably the most name-worthy character, being the Joker and all, and being Jared Leto Oscar winner. But come on. He was in the movie, what, maybe 10, 15 minutes tops? Uh, he was in for way too much of it. Well, yes, that, that, that we can agree <laughs> on. But yeah. more to the point, not second billing. He, I don't know. He seemed like he was in there for a lot more than 15 minutes. Maybe that was just the feeling. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he definitely had a presence over all of it because it seemed like every other scene Harley Quinn was in, she was like, my pudding. Oh, is that what she was saying? Yeah, pudding. Didn't you read the necklace? <laughs> I couldn't see it. Oh, well. It we were in the front row. It would be like there, and then I tried to like look at the whole thing. <laughs> that was your problem. You were trying to watch this movie. Ah, uh, yes. Nah, I, silly me. Yeah, it's it's not the bad kind of or the good kind of bad. It's just no. bad. It's it's just not good. I I think something that can be said for those so bad they're good movies is that they're consistent in tone, and this one isn't. Because can you imagine, you know, watching this movie, laughing, 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 and then you get that crazy bar scene with El Diablo talking about killing his family, like. Except at that very end, there was very little of the. <laughs> I am laughing because this is bad. Yeah. yeah. It was more of a me sitting there go, trying to go, wait, what? What? Oh, what? What? There was no direction. There's, there was inconsistent direction, I think. Is this... I don't know anything about this director. Has he done anything else? Um, He's probably not going to ever do anything else. I'm sure it's going to make a billion dollars, so I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, well, we can't really complain about that. We did just feed the beast, didn't yeah. we? Uh, so he's directed... End of Watch. I watched that movie. That was pretty good. Something called Fury I've never heard of. Sabotage I've never heard of. Street Kings I've never heard of. Sabotage is a good song, though. True. That was in uh, Star Trek. <laughs> it was in Star Trek. See, that's that was where one of those like kind of weird soundtracks worked. Yeah, like, like they brought it into the context and they talked about why it would work. Although I didn't really buy it, but I... I didn't either, it still but kind of worked. It, it worked. Yeah. It worked yeah. better than this. it worked better than this movie right. would have. Exactly. Yeah. What about Star? How? What was your thought of Star Trek? It was. I mean, don't compare it to this right. movie because no. it's everything's no. going to be a glistening piece of gold. <laughs> yeah, I I think Star Trek was a very generic sci-fi movie, and I kind of felt that about uh, Into Darkness. Was that the last one? Yeah, I didn't really like Into okay. Darkness. Yeah, I. It, it was very yeah. forgettable, and I feel like I'm going to forget this one. You know, this Star Trek within, I've already mostly forgot all the plot points other than the fact that there's a very out-of-place motorcycle scene. Yes, a very poorly rendered out-of-place motorcycle yeah. scene. It's, it's one of those things like, why why, why is this here? Why, what is happening? Why? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they had better explained why the motorcycle was yeah. there, I would have probably, I would have got it. Because <laughs> I remember from the first movie, they had, he was like a motorcyclist, yeah. wasn't yeah. he? But then yeah. they were just like, oh, it's this really old ship from Starfleet. It was like the first Starfleet yeah. ship. 
Oh, but there's also a motorcycle on board for reasons unexplained. Well, I mean, it's an old motorcycle. Old Starfleet ship. Huh? Huh? Of course you have that on there. All right. Uh I I withdraw my complaint, sir. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Right. I I wouldn't say I didn't. I was like, you know, I I had had fun watching it. it, I guess that's all I could really expect out of it. It was an entertaining movie. But at the end of the day, it's very, yeah, it's forgettable. And that's that's unfortunate. I mean, it's just because I'm not a Star Trek fan. I've never really been a Star Trek yeah, fan. Yeah, and you've you've got your Star Wars shirt on, so I'm taking it you weren't yeah, either. Yeah, never, never really a big Star Trek. I never really got into any of the series or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I know that Trekkies tend to think that the newer movies, this rebooted universe, is kind of I guess softened their techie ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I guess. That's maybe what I'm getting when I say that it's generic, that it's just kind of losing losing whatever characterization this specific Star Trek had. So. Maybe, I'm kind of going meta here for a second though. Maybe it feels generic because Star Trek kind of brought sci-fi this right. way. Like I, I kind of have that feeling too. Like I don't know if my complaint is valid or if it's just that Star Trek has been so influential of what sci-fi is that Star Trek now feels... Generic. Generic. Yeah. Do you go to TV tropes a lot and just trope around? I do not. But go on. Really? Really? I, I do not. I am so. I am very surprised by I, this. I, this. I know. Is... It seems like a thing I would like, and I, obviously I've read the, the 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 Ned Flanders thing because that's a. Uh, yes, stupid, sexy Flanders. The no, the the Flanderization. Oh, Flanderization. Yeah. So I'm. I'm familiar with them, but for whatever reason, I've just never gone down that rabbit hole. Okay. Now, they, there's a trope called Seinfeld is unfunny. Okay. Uh, pretty much, I guess, kids nowadays, when they look back, they're like, what was so great about this show? I don't I don't get it. Mm-hmm. When at the time, it was like groundbreaking because it's a show about nothing. It's it's just funny because it's funny. Yeah. And the jokes were new and fresh. It's now, in hindsight, it seems kind of, eh? Because it set the standard for that eh-ness. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's what happened to Star Trek. Maybe. I guess that's the point of w- what we were trying to do. Suicide Squad, though, no, that's that's just not going to work. No, it was it was just bad. It was just yeah. all around poorly constructed, poorly thought out, poorly written, poorly directed. Well acted, I'd say, for the most part. Uh, I, Will Smith did fine. But Will Smith's a good actor, though. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I think... Uh, Diablo did pretty good mm-hmm. uh, for what he was given. And Aztec got a fire somehow. That's the thing that happened. Did they ever explain how he got that, or was he just born with that? They, they just said he was born with it. Like They were just like, eh, this is the oh, thing. Okay. And now yeah. he's dead. Whatever. Did, did they imply that Superman was dead at the beginning? Because that's what I got. I think he dies at the end of Batman vs. Superman, but I don't, oh, really? I don't know because I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Uh, plot. Um, I read the last paragraph assuming that that would be it, but no. Hold on. Uh, Luther executes his backup plan, unleashing a genetically engineered monster with DNA from both Sod's body and his own. However, Prince arrives unexpectedly. I don't know who Prince is. Don't worry about Prince? it. Like the guy that just died? Yep. Prince the superhero. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, revealing her metahuman nature. Oh, I'm assuming that's Wonder Woman. Realizing that it's vulnerable to kryptonite, Superman retrieves the kryptonite spear. Sure. 
with Batman and Prince's help containing it, Superman impales the monster. As it dies, the creature stabs and kills a begins Superman with one of its bone protrusions. So there you go. Oh, okay. That's the end of that chapter. So did you see the setup they were having for the next movie they're going to make? Right, Ju- Justice League. Yeah, I, I actually already knew that because they just released the... Uh, Comic-Con was, you know, a couple weeks ago or whatever, so they just had the Justice League teaser trailer, uh, which I haven't watched yet, um, but I'm guessing it's going to quickly change in tone. You know what? Let's watch it right now. Let's right. find it. All right. Yeah, I'll send you the one that I found, too. Okay. This, is, this will be great. There is a stranger who comes to this village from the sea. Comes Isn't that the same song they used for the other trailer? I think so. <laughs> Warner Brothers only owns one song. That was last night. Barry Allen, Bruce Wayne. You said that like it explains why there's a total stranger sitting in the dark in my second favorite chair. So you're fast. That feels like an oversimplification. I'm putting together a team, people with special abilities. You see, I believe enemies are coming. Stop right there. I'm in. You are? Just like that? Yeah, I, I need friends. Great. Is that the Flash? Arthur Curry. Is that the same Flash that's in the TV no. show? The, no? Oh, that's too bad. So the way the DC is doing it, because they're DC and they can't do anything right, the TV universe is one thing, the movie universe is a different thing. Oh, what the hell? That just seems like a waste of money, too. You have to pay two different actors to play the same character? Yeah, like... They, just, they, all right, whatever. They clearly don't understand anything marvel i feel like marvel's kind of hitting like a plateau of like playing it safe every movie yeah which i mean which is fine they they like earned it yeah exactly but like dc just does not get it at all no like for the avengers they had each character in the avengers had their own movie didn't they yeah yeah and then they made the avengers movie they had their own movies to develop the character instead of having to put all this characterization in one movie like in Suicide Squad yeah where we spend the first 45 minutes introducing everybody yeah and doing a bad job at that on top of that yeah cause I didn't know Boomerang was his name <laughs> and he was caught by the flash with his three second cameo so I listened to our podcast that we recorded a month ago today and and I said I was worried about this movie I felt like they were gonna pop up the tone you were right you should have put money on that. Ah, damn it. Yeah, I got $2 out of front of the show coming, Josh, so that's fine. Did you really get it out of there, or did you just kind of accidentally jip him, or intentionally jip him, and then ignore it? I lazily jipped him. It was basically, I have a 20, we owe you $22. Close enough. I don't have ones. Friend of the show comment, Josh, didn't feel like digging out ones. Yeah. Who's the has ones? I have ones. What? Um, I'm a server. Here. I'm not sure if you have your video thing up, but here is a whole lot of ones. I have the video thing up. You don't have your video up. No, my video is up. I see it. I don't see you. I, oh. I see your image. I see me down here in the corner talking to you. So this whole time when oh, I could have been on. picking my nose. Hold on. Because it's really itchy right now. All right. So I had my bandwidth set to audio only. So... See, you're blaming me for your own problems. Yeah, it was me. That was me. All right. All right. Show, show me your ones. 
Make it rain. Wad of wands. Nope, nope, those are five. Hold on a minute. Oh, jeez. Thank you for making it rain. You're welcome. You've always wanted somebody to do that, didn't you? Yes. You're so good at it. You must do it all the time. No. No, I don't. Actually, I've never done that before. I'm surprised how well I did that. Yeah, that was that was very efficient. I don't know if that, that's how you're actually supposed to do it, but that's how I did it. I had some clumps in there, that's, which makes cleanup a lot easier. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So are we uh, going to watch any movies for September or just that's, screw it? That, that, that's what we were talking about. Uh, let's do September 2016 movie releases. Let's, let's take a look what's coming out. Are they remaking Blair Witch? I was really confused by that. God, are they? They really shouldn't. Sequel to the Blair... Okay, okay. So this is a sequel to the project. So, so this is just another sequel. Wasn't there already a sequel to the Blair Witch Yes, project? this is another one, apparently. Okay. Oh, it's a sequel to the sequel. Yeah. Or it's just a sequel to the original and they're ignoring Book of Secrets. I don't know. So according to MovieInsider.com, these are the popular films that are coming out. Magnificent Seven, Miss Peregrine's Home for Misfit Children, possibly. Peculiar Children, sorry. Blair Witch, and then Morgan. I've actually, I've seen the trailer from Morgan and it looks interesting. There mm -hmm. is The Edge of Seventeen, which is a coming of age story where we're supposed to believe Haley Steinfeld is having trouble being hot. What? You don't know who Haley Steinfeld is. No. But she, she, she's a very attractive, up-and-coming actress, right? But, but she's playing like a, like a high school kid who's like super unpopular and ugly. Okay. So it's, it's one of those like, yeah, I, I believe this. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Well, watch the trailer and you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I knew it. It's really just the hair. You can grow it out. Hey. Busy. I don't want to take up a ton of your time, but... I'm gonna kill myself. You know, actually, I was writing my own suicide note just now. As some of you know, I have 32 fleeting minutes of happiness during lunch, which has been eaten up again and again by the same especially badly dressed student. And I finally thought I would rather have the dark nothingness. Have a nice life without me. Ah, oh, they said that's why it's hard. There are two types of people in the world. The people who radiate confidence and naturally excel at life, and the people who hope all those people die in a big explosion. When I was 13, it was clear which side of the equation I was on. And I had Krista. Krista! Oh my god! What the Seriously? My brother? I can't help how I feel. You turn into a completely different person. You actually love being part of that exclusive little group. When I was younger, so much younger than today. Your brother invited me to a party on Friday, and I want you to come with us. Don't be awkward. Socialize. I need somebody. Hey, you're Darian Franklin's sister. Yeah. What's that movie that's got Arnold Schwarzenegger and that short bald guy? They play twin brothers? Only Arnold's all tall and buff. And... Right, and the other guy's like little and funny looking? Yes. Oh, God, uh, twins. Yes. Great movie. You and your brother kind of remind me of that. My life isn't perfect either. The one person who makes me happy, I can't have without completely destroying you. Nick, I like you. And I just want to be with you. I want you to put your mouth in my... We can do it in the Petland stock room. Nadine. <laughs> I can't send this. No, 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 no. Oh my god, no. You need to watch out for run on sentences. <laughs>
Uh, so anyways, my, my, my point is, I don't buy her as an outcast. Sorry, Haley Steinfeld. Maybe I'm just too old for those kind of movies, but I, I feel like punching her in the face more than anything. I, I agree. I, I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to discuss uh, September at a, another date because I don't, I don't see anything of interest. I don't know if you do. No, not really. Well, that run on sentence line made me laugh, but... That was good. That was. Good. I'm going to see that whole movie just for that. Yeah. As soon as that line comes on, you're just going to walk out. Like, I'm here. I got what I wanted. Yep, saw this in the trailer. I'm done. God, they're going to make that like the last minute of the movie. God, I don't see anything good in October either. Man. Uh, I'm sure there's some horror movie we could go watch in October. Oh, God. Horror movies. I, I thought you liked horror movies. I do like horror movies, but good horror doesn't end up in theaters. It's one of those weird things where good horror kind of goes under the radar. Like, The Witch was pretty good, although that's less horror and more period piece. I'm trying to think of, like, the last big good horror movie. I liked It Follows. Josh hated it, but what are you going to do? But that was, that was last year. Was that the one that you came up here just to record for, like, three hours? And we got nothing out of that? Yep. Hey, I still have all that. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Just give me the audio for that. We'll make that into a episode for September. That way we can have a month off. Yeah, there you go. That's the spirit. Actually, we have Alamo up here. They tend to show some some of those movies that go underneath the radar, too. That's true. That's true. And we have Flix, which does the same. And we have an actual yeah. art theater, which is called Art Cinema, which shows the really underground stuff. You know what? Thanks to Pokemon Go, I found out that we have an art cinema, too. Oh, nice. It's right next to the Alamo. I had no idea. Who knew? But they're a Pokestop. And they gave me an Ultra Ball. So I, I highly recommend this theater to anybody that's listening in Kalamazoo. And plays Pokemon Go. Yeah. Just stop by. Swipe the little uh, circle. Keep on going. How many Pokemon do you have you caught now? Uh, I don't know. I keep it. Is there a way to see stats? Because I keep my Poke number at 99. Oh, I meant like total species. If you go see your Pokedex, it'll tell you. Eventually. I have caught 42. I have seen 42. Oh. Well, that makes me feel bad. Why? I have caught 88 and seen 89. Mmm. Some of them just got away. I have less of a life than you do. But I feel like we already knew that. What what number is Dratini? Uh, 147? My numbers don't even go up that high. What? Your Pokedex will show up to the highest number that you have found. Mm, okay. That, that, that's why the EV is my top thing. Okay. Yeah. That's what, 133? Yeah. That's, okay. Now now it's sad, because now you knew that. Well, because it's, it's like right underneath Dratini and my Pokedex, oh. so okay. I see it. Okay. You know, the numbers like... around it are kind of gone, so I had to do some quick math in my head. Now, what's sad is that I memorized most of these Pokemon's cries. That is sad. I mean, when you play the game all the time and you just constantly throw out the same Pokemon, you hear it over and over again. It's like saying, the cat goes meow. But what does the fox say? Or something like that. 